We're going, we're going, and running, and running, and we're not going to stop, because this is We Talk Games Arcade Weekly. It's an arcade review show brought to you each week here at WeTalkGames.com, free of charge. And it is brought to you this week by me, Keith the Robo Duke, and my close pal and compatriot, Chris Nicobun. Hey! The heat's got you down? I played Jelnov, dude. That's 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 where we're at. <laughs> Me and you come together on a lot of these 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 re- these big endurance runs. You know, we're enduring the heat of the summer. Chelnov, Atomic Runner, or Atomic Runner Chelnov, or let's see what other names does this game have? Atomic Runner Chelnov, Nuclear Man, The Fighter. I like that one. That's good. That's a good one. Or just Atomic Runner. 1988, Chelnov the Atomic Runner came out in arcades, uh, developed by Data East. It was published by Data East and also Sega at another point, but that was a later console version for the uh, Sega Genesis in 1992. So this is a a frustrating game. Yeah, uh, there's like a cool idea, and uh, we'll get to that, but other than that, I was not thrilled. I don't have a lot of making mechanics for this game. I'm not a huge uh, font of knowledge, but from personal experiences and from what I got in the making mechanics, you want to talk frustration, you want to talk difficult, you want to talk uh, a map that you are following along as you go through the game, you know, in between levels. The first game this makes me think of is Ghosts and Goblins from 1985. There was a map? Before you start the level, it does the like... And it shows you the overhand map. Well, no, yeah, I knew that in Goose Goblins. I didn't really... I, maybe I just don't remember it. I, I might have just blacked it, blanked it out. I, I, think, wow. I think you're blocking out the badness. But no, this does have a in-between levels after you finish the first one in the game where it says, Keep running! And it, it's actually a backwards S is the track you take through this game going through the different levels. And you can see it ends with the Statue of Liberty. And you're mostly just going through uh, different cities and stuff like that so so seeing that i was like oh that that feels very familiar i I, i'm I'm getting that the other making mechanic i have because you can hit lanterns and get power-ups is castlevania from 1986 yeah although good luck trying to hit them i don't know my aim was terrible it's it was just my timing but yeah this game is hindered by its controls and and then the only other making mechanics i have is contra from 1987 because you're running and you're shooting things and contra did it better a year before yeah which uh with a a couple of games this year i've actually been noticing there's games that come after that try to mimic games that came before and even with year or year or two of time they they still just can't seem to pull it off as well 
as their predecessors. But let's get into to what makes this game really tick, and that is it's got an eight-way joystick, and you got three buttons. Now, while this I thought game- it was going to be ticks. Ticks sucking the blood out of you, but okay. <laughs> well, I mean, they, they do. There's, these controls may suck the blood out of you. Like many awkward things, I sort of start to get into them after a while and see what they were trying to do and they were maybe just trying to be a little more uh, difficult which is why there are three buttons one is jump one is shoot and one is turn around yeah that was the one cool idea the turn around but why couldn't you just put it left well i guess you needed left on this why okay i've got it i fixed this game already i like this is wait this is like the end of the show but i fixed the game already you make the button slow down you make a left turn around done all right we're out Yep. All right. Uh, one sentence reviews. Let's get into it. It's the end of the show. <laughs> no. Anyway, continue. Do, 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 do. Deek. It's over. No, anyway. <laughs> yeah, that game, it really, it messes with it. But um, I've been playing a lot of these games with my Mayflash F300 arcade stick. And when you have your clicky buttons and you can line up your three fingers with the shoot, the jump, and, and the turn around, and you're, and you're really getting into it, and you're not... Oh, wait, we forgot to mention the worst thing about this game so far. So the turnaround, you thought it was a cool idea. Yeah, I loved it. I did, too. I mean, it, it, didn't, it didn't help much, but it was a cool idea. Yeah, it doesn't help. It adds to the frantic nature of the game and the strategic nature of, you know, j- jumping around and having to turn around to get a guy behind you and in midair hitting turn around to turn around again. Because you can just turn around at, at any point. You can hit this button while you're midair, while you're on the ground running or whatever. Because also, we haven't mentioned, it's a forced scrolling game uh, always, except for bosses. Yeah, the most control you have over your movement besides the uh, flippity-flappity is the fact that you can slow down, but the screen keeps going. Yeah, you can. It's, hold basically, back it's, basically, and, it's basically like a shmup, but you're on your feet. I'm sorry, a shooter, but you're on your feet. Yeah, it's it's why I say it's similar to Contra, but you know, if Contra had a four scroll, it, it might be this, but not really this. But before we go too deep in the game, we got, we got to talk about Chelnov and who you are. Who is this guy with the awkward need to have a button <laughs> to, to do an about face? Beginning of this game, you get a nice little. Uh, a little couple of, it's really fast actually and i had to pause it to get the whole story of the game i tried to read it out loud and the, that wasn't happening i tried to read it not out loud and that wasn't really happening either i bring you the story of chelnov one windy a disaster occurred an explosion of nuclear power station radioactivity poured over many people a coal miner chelnov was among them He survived the deadly accident, however. He was possessed with an abnormal power. He made up his mind to act in the cause of justice, turning down devilish Desterians, enchanting solicitation. Go ahead and fight! Chelnov, the invincible warrior. Chelnov. Oh my god. And that is the story of Chelnov. Now, the big problem with this is a lot of people when this game released in 1988 were like, uh, excuse me, the guy's name is Chelnov, and he gained his power in a big nuclear explosion that came out of nowhere, and he was a coal miner. Are you trying to make light of the Chernobyl disaster? Which I had as a making mechanics for this game as well. Oh, man. Clearly they were not. I mean, Chernobyl? Chelnov? No. No. Not even with the hammer and the sickle on the title screen? Oh, no, no, no. Russia's still involved. But you see, you see, this is definitely a portmanteau. 
But why would it be Chernobyl when it could be Chelyabinsk, the tank production capital of Russia and the gateway to Siberian migration? Uh-huh. AKA probably where they ship people for the gulags or whatever. You may have found the, the missing link here. I don't know. I'm saving the Japanese's bacon. I don't know. I'm standing for Japan. To be honest, the, the, that has nothing to do with nukes, really, so I'm just kind of pulling this out of my ass. But that is Chelyabinsk. They made T-34s there and other tanks, but mostly T-34s. It's when Stalin moved stuff, so the Germans would stop blowing it up. Whoa. Damn. Well, they, they do also say that apparently Chelnov and Chernobyl are written very similarly in Japanese. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Again, I'm just pulling this out of my ass. Because, uh, yeah, it'd be Cheru, Cheru Nobu. And, uh, yeah, basically, actually, all you would drop is the uh, Ru at the end of Cheru Nobu Ru. And, uh, yeah, you'd have Cheru Nobu. Yeah. So people were drawing connections, and, and Data East had to counter it by being like, no, 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 we didn't choose the name because of that. Uh, we chose it because he's a he's like a future relative of Karnov. Yeah, because you know, that guy totally has family. <laughs> he does. Yes, but that just means he's he's just another Russian hero like, like, like Karnov is. Yeah, because all Russians are related. Yeah, that's how they tried to sort of weasel their way uh, out of it. They were like, well, he's a coal miner, and, you know, the coal miner working near Chernobyl. But then, you know, well, there's the Statue of Liberty and stuff like that. You seem to be running around in New York. The arcade cabinet had, like, a Dolph Lundgren-looking guy on the side with a gun, even though it's obvious he's shooting energy out of his hands in the game. There's, like, cutscenes or something. Uh, well, I mean, there is a gun power-up, too, which will... But, uh, yeah, so the game was changed a bunch. The name was changed a bunch of times. Uh, when it was moved to the Genesis, they gave it a complete overhaul, made the story about the son of a scientist who's working on something, and uh, his 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 son uh, comes home to find his dad has uh, been injured, and his daughter or his sister has been kidnapped, and his dad's like, I've been working on this thing, but you must use this super suit to fight them. You know, and it's sort of like uh, you know him becoming part robot. Uh, and and going out and fighting uh, the Deatharians, which are the enemies in this game. Even though the opening you... screen says Deatharians, they That's are awesome. Deatharians. Death. Oh, Deatharians, not Deatharians. Whoa. Okay. Wait. Now things are getting really. I am totally down with Russian nuclear Karnov fighting the Nazis. I like this headcanon better. Maybe I should go back and play this game a little more. I'll just about how, you know, Russia can't be stopped no matter who. If the Aryans came at them, they got beaten back. Napoleon came at them, they got beaten back. You know, they just... After this and all our awesome factual Korea history, you know, making some real interesting connections with uh, arcade games here. Tim and Eric mindblown.gif. <laughs> Back to controlling and fighting as Chelnov beyond all that Chernobyl nonsense. Oh my god, this game is brutal because it is one hit kills, and there's nothing that will change that. That blows. The worst. It's a game where the simplest fix would be an armor power-up that gives you one extra hit. So this is the reason I compared it to Ghouls and Ghosts, or Ghosts and Goblins, or whatever. I compare it to that because... It has one hit kills, you know. It, there's two in Ghouls and Ghosts and Ghosts and Goblins. At least you get two hits, and then there are even power ups to give you more to to change your abilities, which this has too. This changes. This can change what you can shoot in in your directions forward or a diagonal forward, or if you turn around diagonal backwards, which 
could have been easily changed by making it so if you push to the left, you turn backwards because it's a constant pushing scroll and you're always moving forward anyway. So why do you need a separate button to turn around when simply pushing to the left would just make you face the other way, but you're still just going to keep moving forward? So you run and you shoot. There are all sorts of wacky, crazy enemies in this game. Uh, while in the beginning it seems sort of normal, by the second level there are like trees that look like people and all sorts of crazy stuff going on. Uh, I, I do enjoy the crazy, crazy character design. It is very reminiscent of uh, late 80s, early 90s anime. It was neat character design, but at the same time it felt like it was just... Felt a little all over the place. Like uh, there's a through line of kind of you know nuclear biomechanical mutants, so uh, whatever. I love the. I actually I kind of like the background textures and whatnot for that that portrait of what the enemies were just like. All right, again, again, Data East, much like Chalnov's cousin or ancestor Karnov. They just nail it down. They just nailed it to weird and went with that, and it just drove me nuts. Yeah, they do sort of just bet all their money on weird and strange when it comes to all these enemies. So, uh, I know you said you didn't remember a lot about this game. Uh, I tried not to. But, I want to play a little game. Because in my research, I was able to find out the name of some of these enemies. Okay, you're going to describe these to me, too? because Yeah, yeah, I'll describe I think I'll be able to describe okay. them enough. I, I picked some of the earlier enemies and ones that are easily describable. I didn't try to pick okay. any, like... Because some of the enemies in the game are just little floating balls that look like things, and they totally have names. Of course. And they don't even need names. And then there's other enemies you don't even get to see the names of. The, the bosses, no names anywhere. For those who want to know, I got these names from the ending credits of the game. It does a, sup- a sort of Super Mario Brothers 3, like, let's show the names of the enemies. Or Mario Brothers 2. Mario Brothers 2 does it as well. And no, the game was not just a dream. No, but the end... Oh, I can't wait to get to the ending of this game. We're going to play Guess the Enemy. All right. All right. So, now, do you remember there are... There's these purple owl enemies. They look they look kind of like owl guys. Yeah. What is their name? Jerome. Eh. Uh, his name is Arkubuzu. Arkubuzu. I'm sorry. All right. Well, uh, well, well, that could be a, a messy translation of the word archibus. Do they throw things? Are they... Do they throw large bolts? Like a giant catapult slash bow hybrid? No, they just kind of flap and like fly at you. They almost have. They just look like purple owls. All right, my hypothesis just bit a lead pipe and jumped off the roof. <laughs> no, it's all right. Here, one of these you're gonna have a hypothesis, and I think it's 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 one I had as well. But we'll get to it. How about the purple bug man with the spiky shields? Uh, I'm feeling uh like words for beetle i have heard in japanese stuff he does kind of look like a bugram from el hazard actually yeah oh yeah a lot of the enemies are kind of reminiscent of of, of a bugram from el hazard for all the otaku out there not weeboos you weeboos don't know what el hazard is yeah this was before your time <laughs> and it was also better than anything you've ever watched <laughs> Well, it was okay. I still, I'm still mad about the ending of that. By the way, like oh, yeah, he, knew, was, he knew Ifarita for five fucking minutes. No, that's not happening. Him and Nanami Janai for life. It's Done. True. It's true. That's your garbage. It's true. That's garbage. But uh, sorry, your time's run out. The name of the bug man with the shield is D Fee. That's uh, <laughs> that's D dash F E. Okay. Yeah, I, I have no angle on that one. None. <laughs> Right. So now, uh, do you remember the, there was like a bunny rabbit guy in this? Kind of like a bunny, like a green bunny enemy that would kind of hop at you? 
Yeah, I can't remember the name of the bunny guy from Dragon Ball slash Dragon Ball, so I got nothing on this. Uh, How about the one from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? It's uh, Usagusa. Like I know Rabbit is Usagi in Japanese, so it's like Usagusa or Usa, Usago or Us, just whatever. Yes, or or, or as as Sailor Moon is known, Usagi. Yeah, like no, I know the I know the ner- word. I'm going with the game's term for it. I'll, I'll give you half a point because the the name of the bunny beast is Go. Shaogi. That's, That's actually that, much different. Yes, it's but if you take it's two words. It's G O and then the last the second name is Shaogi, S H A U G I. If you move the the letters around, you get Usagi or Usago, like you get That's not how Japanese characters work. I know, but it's how they've taken the the pronunciation and switched it around cuz they're idiots. Uh, okay. I guess, I don't know. But here's one more. So there are those little helicopters, the little brown helicopters that can carry your power-ups but also hurt you, which makes no sense to me. Oh, it's yeah, 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 those assholes. Yeah, that's right. I got killed by one. I was like, what the fuck is this, miss? Even if you try to jump and grab the power-up from them, you get hurt. Uh, you have to shoot them. They can't hurt you. They're not just there to carry power-ups. They're full-on enemies. Which, if they were full-on enemies, I say, don't show me the power-up. I'm not going to think they're there to help me then. Well, I guess they're maybe they're carrying power-ups for somebody else, and you're just stealing because thievery. Are you trying to say? Oh, never mind. <laughs> but uh, so little pow- the little hel- helicopters. What's what's their name? Uh, Hind E. Ooh, see now that would be good. I'm sorry, that is incorrect though. Their name is Tuama Colby. <laughs> that sounds like a snack. <laughs> it sounds like a candy bar. Or like a fruit drink. Yeah, but I guess because Calby. Uh, anyway, thanks for playing Guest the Enemy, Chris. You finished up with half a point. All right, that's more than I expected. That's more than anyone's ever gotten, so thank you for playing Guest the Enemy. Uh, so, <laughs> you only can get hit once in this fucking game. What a fucking son of a bitch. Yeah. It is so fucking mean, and... I want to like it because it's really generous with its respawn points. Yeah, I will, I'll give it credit for that. Although I got stuck on one, I guess it would be considered Area 2 pretty early in. I was, I was like, all right, I've seen this place enough. It's a nice place to visit. I don't want to live here. I'm out. Bye. Yeah, that's the scary like tree person place where it looks like the background's going to like start trying to attack you. It should have, really. Huh? It would have been neat. Yeah, big purple tree, man. This game kind of remi- the way game looks and everything. Uh, it did remind me of uh, Riot by NMK from 1992, which is another sort of weird, offbeat mash a bunch of stuff from popular culture together into a video game. Because which, yeah. yeah, which we've covered here on We Talk Games Arcade Weekly. You should check out the archive thingy. For, we Talk we have a name for it. Slash in the can. In the can, that's it. I forget about cans often, but it's there, and you can listen to that one. I was on that too, actually. I think it was me and you. Uh, Riot was a game. I uh, it was me and you because that was a game. Uh, yeah. That was the first game I suggested when I became a part of We Talk Games, which it's around my two-year anniversary of joining We Talk Games, which is awesome. But Riot was the first game I picked. I just looked through my main list, and I'm like, what's this? It's just called Riot. What is this? Oh, God, we got to talk about this. you know? And then I'm looking through my list, and I'm like, Chelnov, Atomic Run. I don't know what this is. Let's see what it is. It's by Data East, so it can't be the worst. They made Karnov, which really isn't that good, but... No, it's terrible. It isn't good. I was so sad when we played that game last year, and it, was, it just wasn't, it wasn't as good. 
Oh, I saw like seven more sad. steps of the level in any on the NES version. It's the only reason I had any vague nostalgia of it. That's what it too. It's because of the NES version for me. I think a kid in the neighborhood had the game, and I was just like, "Yo, you're like this fat dude who breathes." Like it was just so weird and different of a of a main character. Well, maybe not. He's a mustached guy like Mario. Anyway, <laughs> fucking Chelnov, his distant futuristic cousin. It looks okay. Like his animation's pretty sweet. A smooth running thing going on, and this could be considered like an early infinite runner. Oh yeah, this definitely like planted the seed somewhere. Like it's the closest thing to like Cannibal and whatnot that I have seen from that era or any prior era till really Cannibal and mobile games became a thing. Speaking of the infinite runners and modern games, the fact that this button does have a turnaround and stuff like that, it makes me think of a, a lot of games nowadays that make themselves really difficult with their controls on purpose. You know, something like Octodad, I know that's kind of a joke in a way. Yeah. But it does take the idea of being like, let's make these controls way more complicated than they need to be to try to really simulate the experience, quote unquote, like a quap or something like that. It does really simulate the experience of turning around because I know I have to really remember how to do that every freaking time. <laughs> yeah, dude. I gotta, I gotta remind myself to stop moving forward. I'd like, well, gotta really assert myself to fucking turn around right now. To be fair, I do have a coworker that seems to have a problem with that. Um, <laughs> you know, turning turning your head is difficult, apparently, or you know, thinking that other people are in the same ten foot circle around you. That happens sometimes. Yeah, it's tight kitchen. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's, I basically just verbally subtweeted somebody who's never gonna listen to this. But whatever. It's really hard to yell behind as you walk behind somebody, you know? It's it's just really difficult to do that in a busy kitchen. You know, you're calling me out, and that's not Oh, it was the other way. Oh, shit, I'm sorry, dude. No, he just backs up. He just backs up. Doesn't even look. Just backs oh, up. Fuck. That was Chelnov alarm. <laughs> Don't let him into your house. Don't let him near you. Chelnov has been sighted. Run. Run. Keep running, because he doesn't stop. Uh, I did get a list of the bosses. Uh, but we're not going to go through them, because fuck it. Uh, the first one's a big dragon, though, that looks like one from Castlevania, which was another reason I mentioned Castlevania as I part of him. my making mechanics. But I, I, I realized, I, I, like, pixel-linked chain dragons have always been a thing in video games. Yeah, I fought him. That's about all I remember. Uh, you fight, like, a giant Aztec Incan idol twice. They use him on two different levels. Uh, you fight a helicopter full of dudes. That was the last boss I beat. I couldn't get to the end of level four because of a basic enemy that looks like a giant bird blimp squid thing. And I couldn't get past him because he kind of goes up and down. And every time he passes wherever you're at, he shoots a blast. And, like, it's, he's, it's like a sniper or something. It's fucking Sorry, take that out. That's not a word I want to use. I hate that word, and I just yeah, used it. I got so frustrated, I use a word I try not to use. It's not easy. It doesn't control well enough to try to dodge that. He's way too precise. Uh, there's a giant gear robot, and then the only other thing worth, worth mentioning would be the end of this game. Another game that takes the Xenomorph and makes it into the final boss. Oh, Or great. a boss in the game. A cheap ripoff, a literal flat white palette swap of a xenomorph it's only top half of his body as well he has no legs and he just kind of floats around the screen and he looks like he's holding a giant dildo that he tries to hit you with uh the back of his head opens up like a giant mouth nice so this is obviously someone wanting to rip it off or just seeing a picture of it and misinterpreting you do fight him on top of the statue of liberty and beat him on top of that where he blows up and is is shot out 
into fucking space or whatever. He just gets shot from space. I can't tell what's going on. But you get the end, and you get some more of the lovely Chelnov uh, story. So here we go. Here's here's the last we hear of Chelnov. The fight is over. Poor Chelnov, the coal miner. Your motherland is lost. Run at full stride, Chelnov, till you find a beautiful land to rest. And then Chelnov runs. And that's when you get to see all the names of the enemies, at least all the basic ones, including things that I thought were just bullets on the screen apparently were enemies. It's ridiculous. Really? Yeah. And yes, it's 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 bad. It works in Mario because y- your bullets got faces. You know, that, that works. Yeah, but, but some of these things that just look like stick bugs apparently have weird names. Are you ready for the best part of this? Uh, better be a good part. At the very end of the game, so Chelnov's running across the ocean with the Statue of Liberty in the background like he's fucking Little Mac or something. Yeah, like he does. Yes, like like you do. He just doesn't have a cool pink jumpsuit, so fuck Chelnov. Uh, so he's running, and then you start hearing a helicopter, and Chelnov runs off screen after you see all the enemies, including himself. So it goes through all the enemies, and the last one it shows is himself. And it okay. says Chelnov. Yeah, gotcha. It on? also says the characters at the top. <laughs> like, I'm supposed to have any kind of attachment to any of them. The characters. Everyone loves the characters. Yes. But he's running, right, okay? And you hit, then you hear a helicopter, and he's running. And he runs off screen, and the helicopter chases after him. And then you hear gunfire and the noise that happens when Chelnov dies. Oh, no! <laughs> No! <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm not kidding. <laughs> Chalnov gets gunned down by a helicopter and dies at the end of the game. At least we know he's not getting a sequel. Uh, little thankful for that. <laughs> it has one of <laughs> so these, like, so- depressing anime endings, you know? Like, it, it's like, yeah, this is fucking... Yeah, yeah. It could have totally been Chernobyl. It could have... To- this is just, you know, uh, as we were talking about before the show, this sort of uh, isolation... Uh, isolationism... What's the word? Isolationist, isolationist attitude towards other cultures. Yeah, it, it. I mean, it's still technically racist, less prejudiced, but it's all. It's more out of ignorance yeah. and apathy than anything else. It doesn't come from a place of hate or anything like that. Yeah, Just the sort also, of like, they, they, hey, they, they, they had a, a big accident too. We turned ours into a giant lizard. Let's turn theirs into a superhero. Yeah, come on, that's a positive. You know, I guess that's the way they're looking at it. They're like, "Hey, we 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 made ours into a giant lizard after you know because of the Americans. <laughs> we had to kind of <laughs> find a way to spin this off and deal with it. Here, let's help you. Why not a superhero? And that was such a popular thing in the '80s too. Was the you know radioactive powers? Actually, you know what? How about we just take this game? I got a great idea. Besides getting rid of the turnaround button or adding a health bar to this game or any other number of things we could do to improve it. Someone go out there and fucking hack this game and make it into the Radioactive Man game. No. Yeah, come on, we'll be Radioactive Man. You just nah. run around, like, blasting things. Nah. It'd be nope. better than any other Simpsons game out there. Uh, excuse me, Simpsons Arcade by know, Konami? That's a, no, that's a good game. Yeah, But at this that point, without the quarters and the... It's more of an experience. You can just fucking play through that. It's, like, less than an hour. Yeah, but it was a good hour, and they. Oh yeah, it's still a good hour with people at the machine for sure. So I'm upset. Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, sorry. Wow. I mean, and the the Simpsons game isn't like the worst. It's just not a very good platformer. 
It's mediocre. It's mediocre, but it has some funny jokes. All the people who love Simpsons games out there, I'm sorry. We're going to get that one Barks versus the Space Mutant stand. One star review. <laughs> Barks versus the Space Mutant's greatest Nintendo game. What about, what was the, oh, what's the one on Game Boy that's like really bad? It's, uh. I don't think that happened. No, no, there's Camp Deadly. Yeah. And then there's the one that's like American Gladiators ripoff, but I can't remember what oh, it is. Oh, God damn. No. No, I refuse to try. I'm not. I can't. I will not remember that. I am not looking that up. No, that's not happening. That didn't happen. God, that's the misspelled Berenstein Bears of Simpsons games. It's no. There's another like pocket dimension where that is still a thing. But no, no, I'm channeling my inner uh, guy. Steve Carell played on The Office. Why like, can't I remember his name? I, uh, Jim? No, that was the one who dated Pam, right? Yeah. Uh, Steve Carell from The Office was his yeah, name. Yeah, well, yes. Because they called him. See, that's the thing. You know, when I think about that, it's like I can remember Dwight and Jim and Pam, but I can't remember boss man Steve Carell from The Office's name. I can remember Moe's. I mean, come the fuck on. <laughs> you know, my favorite was the, uh, the crazy one who's just, like, getting nude all the time. I don't know. She's the, the, the... Whatever. Why are we talking about the office? I don't, I don't remember, actually. I, I, don't, I don't either. I actually got distracted by my girlfriend for a moment there. My B. And I came back. I, like, I had to mute myself for a second. And then I hear you talk about the office, and I'm like, whoa, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> that's basically the story of my life. But... That, and that's basically Chelnov. What the yeah. fuck happened? bad helmet i don't like that helmet it's not a good look it's a motorcycle helmet he looks you know he looks like he looks like a viper from uh saturday night slam masters fair enough he almost looks like sonic blast man too with his like gauntlet arm things and stuff nah sonic blast man had like some design consistency this is data east been with the he was also was he japanese i always felt like he was just way more american designed or just Japanese idea of American design, maybe. Oh no, yeah, it's, it's totally a Japanese ideal. Well, I don't know, idealized. You know, this this is the the ideal male form. You may not like it, but here it is. Not quite that, but yeah, yeah, it's animated. I don't know if I'd recommend this game to anybody except you know people who want to fucking get their shit pushed in by a game. You know, we mentioned the shooting. We didn't even mention you could like bounce on guys' heads. Yeah, that was like, they didn't, well, the game didn't really mention that either. You kind of find it by accident, and then you're like, oh, I didn't die from that. What? But oh. you but you have to be standing straight up and down. Yes. Because you jump and you flip, you'll just hit a guy, you die. But if you're straight up and down, you can bounce, you can sort of bounce around on guys like Mario and still shoot and stuff. See, there's, there's things about this game that are cool. This is another, yeah. like, miss to the mark. Like, give you a health bar. This game could have done better and maybe have been more well-known. Yeah. Maybe. I think we've probably gone on too long about Chelnov already. Oh, yeah, we have. Like, just having a show about Chelnov is going on too long already. But at least now, you know the mistakes of the past will not be repeated. No, but we'll have, like, Ink and Run and stuff like that. And, yeah, it's a one-hit kill, but they've perfected that kind of stuff. So, But, hey, Data East, great time for Chelnov to come back in Infinite Runner form. You know, go for it. Now it's time to find... Our one-sentence reviews. You thought I was going to say center. No, you didn't. It's been so long since we've done haiku reviews. But this is one-sentence reviews of the game. Chris, do you have a one-sentence review? Yeah, I do, actually. Oh, shit. Go! 
for a company uh, called Data East, they really don't want you to find what's in that direction, do they? <laughs> That's all I got. And here is my one sentence review. Torture yourself with ghouls and ghosts instead. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, better protagonist. Better and protagonist. Ludes. You're freaking King Arthur, man. You know, and while I don't get sweet power-ups with, wow, man, I keep remembering stuff we haven't talked about because there's just, see, these weird games, these arcade games deserve to be talked about, and that's why we keep doing this. They're, Again, we need more games where you can turn around, but in a practical fashion. Yes, more <laughs> practical turning around, but maybe more games with, you know, robot running, whatever he is, shooting fire wheels, and then he, you get, like, maces at some point in this game with power-ups, and then and then you have a power-up that's a J. It looks like some sort of Japanese suit, like a Superman symbol. There's so much weird shit about this game, and that's why we talk about games like this, and we're here to talk about games like Riot. And very soon, we are going to talk to you live. August 12th and 13th, Long Island Retro Gaming Expo. We're going to be there. The Retronauts, Bob Mackey and Jeremy Parrish are going to be there. There's going to be all sorts of guests. There's going to be all sorts of vendors. But most importantly, We Talk Games is going to be there. We're going to have a booth. We're going to be recording a live. We'll have all sorts of awesome stuff for you to try. So make sure you're there. Also, make sure you check out wetalkgames.com slash in the can on Facebook, We Talk Games, Twitter at We Talk Games. Our name is us. We're everywhere. For me, Keith the Robo Duke, and for my close compatriot, Chris Nico Bun. Stay cool out there, guys. It's an atomic summer, and we'll see you next time. We hope you like us. Bye bye. I was working all night in my office When a man I had recently killed Called me up from a phone near my building So I looked out the window at him He had the same obsequious manner That was the reason I had him killed So to calm my nerves I sang this song to him Over the phone Turn around, turn around There's a thing there that can be found Turn around, turn around It's a I was out by myself in the graveyard I was doing an interpretive dance When I felt something happy and pointed Strike me in the back of my neck And then the ghost of my dance instructor Pushed me down into an open grave And as dirt rained down she played a xylophone And sang me this song Turn around Turn around, there's a thing there that can be found Turn around, turn around, it's a human skull on the ground Human skull on the ground, turn around We were waving our arms out the window
sensible fashion Until the engineer whose back had been turned And who we thought would find us highly amusing Quickly swiveled his head around And his face which was a paper white man 